Hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt, and you're listening to the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special, the podcast. On this month's episode, Aaron Gillis and I will discuss the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special, Ravager. It's the fifth Christmas special we made for Urbana Public Television, and it can be found on their YouTube channel if you want to check it out. After that, my best friend in the entire world, Joanna Troutman Burtgetter, will chat with both Aaron and I about the segment she helped us make for this specific installment. It breaks off a bit from the format you know and love this month, but it's worth it. Hopefully you enjoy. Let's go. Hi, Travis. We're back again to talk about the Travis Wainhurt Christmas special, Ravager. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Thanks for coming over today and watching this with me. Of course, I love coming over. <laughs> oh, my cats are going wild. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is called Ravager. We had just been adding on to the names of the titles, making them longer and longer. A thing that I've always liked doing in these different weird media pursuits, I guess, is giving things terrible, confusing, unnecessary nicknames. Mm-hmm. I had a radio show called Super Mega Fun Sundays with Satan's Beer Vomit. And this just kind of went went along with that, making the title of the Christmas special each year longer and more unwieldy. And eventually it just got too long. And I started this idea of this is the fifth special. I should copy the name off of the fifth entry in something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, That this year that we made this 2017, the new the final Phantasm movie came out. Mm. Phantasm Ravager. And I was like, maybe I'll do it after that. I like that Phantasm movie, but I hadn't seen Ravager yet. So I woke up the day I was going to Urbana Public Television to put all this together, and I watched Ravager. And then I was like, all right, it's good enough. I'll name the Christmas special after that. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen any of those movies. Oh, really? Yeah. They're wild. Mm, I'll have to look up, check them out. All right. So it's named Travis Wayne Christmas Special Ravager. And it starts out, we won't get too far into this. The very first segment is me and you and our friend Joanna. It's kind of switches up what you and I had been doing, eating food in a weird way, and now we're doing something else. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go into much more detail in that in our guest segment where Joanna's the guest. Right. Is there anything you want to say about it here just to go over it briefly? It was fun. Catch us with Joanna at some point during the special. Yeah, we'll... You'll hear more about it in about 20 minutes to an hour, depending on how long you and I go here. Hopefully not an hour. So, yep, the segment with you and I and Joanna where you're just killing her over and over. That's the briefest way to explain it. So it cuts from that. It goes into another segment, which is a song. It's kind of the only music video type thing in this. It's a guy I worked with at my college radio show I just talked about. He worked at the same radio station at the same time, WPGU. It's the University of Illinois' kind of student-run radio station. It's a weird thing because it's technically not associated with the school. They just use students as interns. It's a way to not pay people to work for you. Bullshit. Yeah. I uh, While I worked, I'll I'll talk trash about them because I'm banned for life. It doesn't matter what I ever say about them now. Uh, I was working there during college, and it was a very fun experience, and I met a lot of nice people, and I learned to bunch of weird skills that I'm now in theory using on this podcast again. But at one point I was the music director. I was making commercials as the head of a production team two days a week. And I was on air 17 to 20 hours a week. And I was being paid the most of any person working there. And I was making $118 every two weeks. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's, that's how... like an internship pay or whatever. Yeah. Internships are bullshit. It's exploitative labor. You should always get paid for your work. And then they banned me for life eventually. People who've worked there have tried to have me on as a guest and it gets shut down no matter what. Really? It's... Why Why are you banned? So we finished our Satan's Beer Vomit radio show. Um, me and the hosts had all graduated college and were gone. It is mostly students who work there. So in the summer, they don't have staff to fill all the time. The program director, shortly after I graduated college, was like, hey, we don't have enough time to fill the the schedule. Would you and whoever's left around town like to come on and do a variety show on the Sunday evenings? And we did. We did one or two episodes. And during the episode, 
one of the hosts, my friend Ben, who was the singer in my fake band, Satan's Beer Vomit, he said, uh, like, almost as like a throw off thing, like, I don't like Monocle's pizza. Call in and discuss. And someone called in and they said, yeah, I worked for one of the guys who owns Monocle's at some other restaurant. I can't remember the name of. And that dude's a huge racist. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just so happens that the guy she was talking about, their child was listening to the radio show and like told him about it. And he contacted the radio station, like threatening legal action. Oh, man. And in theory, I guess, I don't know all those technical rules about this and the laws, but if you're saying stuff on the air, it's supposed to be recorded. WPGU was doing a lot of weird bootleg stuff, which I have a feeling a lot of radio stations do. We're like using editing software illegally and Mm -hmm. not recording all the stuff we're supposed to record. So there was like no evidence of what was said. So I think that this guy who was the alleged racist was saying we were really trashing him and threatening the radio station in some way. And the thing they finally got to was like, well, we'll just say these two 20 year olds or however old we are are banned for life oh my god and it's stuck there's like so much turnover there even in the professional staff like i doubt anyone who's there now was there from when i was there 15 years ago mm-hmm. but like i said periodically like someone will start to do a show similar to what my show was where they have local musicians on or people in the arts scene on to talk about things and they'll be like, oh, I heard about you. You used to do a similar show. Would you like to come on and talk about it? And I'll go, sure, but check to make sure I'm allowed to. And then inevitably, the people have just gotten back to me and been like, it's really weird, but they said you can't come on. <laughs> so funny. So there, there's that. But that's where I met Eric, who sang this song in the Travis Waiter Christmas special, Ravager. Uh, it's him sitting on his couch with his dog, AC, mostly singing a song about how uh christmas media um yeah movies tv shows music yeah he says that he likes christmas movies but not christmas songs yeah it all seems like it's kind of a bummer to him (laughs) uh i didn't notice one thing on here eric's wearing a shirt with uh he-man and Mm she-ra on it at the time he was recording a podcast about the cartoon she-ra and he's no longer doing it because there's no more she-ra to talk about oh over yeah but yeah eric's a really interesting guy and thanks for making that for us eric and ac the dog mm-hmm. next up it's a brief cut it's just a short thing where the members of claw are just singing the word gin over and over and over to a christmas the- song i don't know what it is is it the jingle bells dun, gin- dun, dun. yeah jingle bells It's just a little interstitial piece to go in between Eric's segment and the next segment, which is Tony's next installation of his Cooking Me saga. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that first scene that we see, I think it's the first scene, is the dumpster with the green smoke coming out. And that was the one thing I wrote down is, did Tony start a dumpster fire for this scene? Yes, he did. <laughs> Outside of his building. <laughs> I think it may have been just like those smoke bombs smoke you can bombs, buy. Yeah. But yeah, he still lit that on fire and threw it in his dumpster. I love it. Outside of his building. <laughs> Tony's told me, and you can kind of see from watching this, especially with the title card and the punctuation on it, that it's his take on the movie Mother, mm-hmm. which probably came out around this time. I'm not exactly sure of the year. But yeah, it a lot of it seems to be like this cycle of creation of making this thing and being stuck in the place you are making it and... At the end of this, he kind of escapes from it, or else he, at least he thinks he does, but he ends up right back at the beginning, coming out of that dumpster, finding this Christmas sweater, putting it on, mm-hmm. and having to start making food again. So funny. Yeah, that's a, a, a commonality between ours that we did, that we'll talk about later, and Tony's is that it's things are repeating. This comes off the heels of first Tony's first Cooking Me segment, which was a fairly straightforward public access cooking show there was some darkness in there um putting drugs in the food and a puppet seemingly dying and spilling blood everywhere and this kind of builds on that mythology uh tony feels trapped he's getting signs from someone telling him that the heart is the key and they're written in blood (laughs) 
and he, it eventually leads him to the path to realize that he's not just doing a cooking show. He's stuck in hell. An actual hell, which he figures out when he sees the inauguration of Donald Trump <laughs> as president. <laughs> uh, what about, I remember when Tony first sent me this thing, I was like so bummed that Donald Trump had to be in our Christmas special now. So awful. But it is a, a f- funny punctuation to a joke saying that, oh, this couldn't happen. This is hell. But it really happened. There's a bunch of like little one-off jokes and it's supposed to be like, Tony doing individual recipes. Um, the best one I thought is he just is holding an onion and bites into it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's his onion recipe. So great. He actually bites through like the papery skin of the onion. Yeah. Ugh. Eventually, he's showing the puppet Testy, who was in the last one, eating all of the recipes, mm-hmm. like raw bow tie mm-hmm. pasta and that yeah. onion again. Yeah, I like that in all. In the shots of that, he actually looks like he's eating them, except for the onion. It just looks like he's massaging it with his mouth. <laughs> really gumming it. He didn't yeah. have any teeth. Yeah. Oh, well, while that puppet is getting all that, trying all the recipes, one of them is just the puppet drinking beer, which I think has to be the thing that led to this puppet becoming disgusting yeah. and moldy. It probably smells so bad. So Tony's getting these messages telling him, the heart is the key. The heart is the key. And that leads him down the path of thinking, in order to get out of hell, I need to find hell's heart and destroy it. And then when I destroy hell, I can leave. And he seems to believe that the heart of hell would be in his toilet. <laughs> and it's a very good segment of Tony really digging into his toilet uh-huh. with his arm. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. And then he, after he's like, oh, well, that was... And now that I'm thinking about it, not the right choice. Yeah. I don't know what my deal is with toilets. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there another, is there other things where he uses toilets? I was trying to think about that. Well, that's in the past what, ones. It's kind of become a joke on here is like in Tony's segments, there's a lot of toilets. There's a lot of peeing. Oh, right. Sip, the sippy cup or no, wait. Yeah. The sissy pot. Sissy pot. Sippy yeah. cup. <laughs> that's just a child's way of drinking. <laughs> so he doesn't find the heart in the toilet. And then he says, oh, in this, I guess for lack of a better way to put it, this studio where I'm making my cooking show, there is a room they've told me I can't go into, the no-no room. Mm -hmm. Maybe the heart's in there. And he goes into the no-no room. And what does Tony find in the no-no room? He finds the actual devil. Yeah, that's played by our friend Dan. And it's kind of just a joke for people who know Dan, because he's... The nicest, sweetest, most gentle person that I know. True. And we're like, let's have Dan be the real devil. And it's so fun. That's so funny to me. And Tony made all of this on his own. And I'm sure he had the same thought process of who can play the devil, the nicest person. (laughs) He does such a good job is like high pitched, screamy voice. Yeah. So good. He has a power drill and he's drilling it into the stomach of someone being tortured in hell. Who's our friend Chelsea, who... With I guess within the mythology of these, I don't know if she's supposed to be the same Chelsea, but me and Tony and Chelsea all died in the summer Christmas special. So it tracks that she's still in hell. I don't think we've ever resolved her getting out yet. Who knows? Where are you, Chelsea? I yeah. haven't seen you since 2015, I guess, within the storyline here. Tony finds the heart. It's in the heart of the kitchen, the oven. Mm. Takes it out, stabs it. All of a sudden, he wakes up in that dumpster. Has he escaped hell? Turns out he hasn't. Nope. Goes back into the kitchen. He's back home. Puts on his Christmas sweater. Starts making more cooking me segments in mm-hmm. hell. Brief notes on this. He comes out of the dumpster. He goes to the keypad to get in his apartment. He punches in the c- apartment code, which is 42069. <laughs> he goes up to the door of his apartment, which very clearly says it's apartment number 204. And he goes, hmm. 666. <laughs> this is something I've written down multiple times in Tony's segments is that he gets numbers wrong all the time, almost <laughs> as a joke. Yeah. He'll say, like, this recipe has three segments and it'll hold up one finger. Yeah. Or, like, they were talking about the price of something and he was like, four payments of $10. That's $85 <laughs> or stuff like that. Yeah. It's just funny to him. It is funny, yeah. but I don't know why he's doing it. <laughs> So cooking me's over. Next up is is a segment I really like. It's a thing I have good memories of working on. It's my friend Laurel 
who's appeared in a lot of these specials so far. Uh, while she and I were working together at the library, and I was always pestering her, like, what do you want to make this year? What do you want to make this year? I really liked this YouTube video that's just all of the introductions to Shelley Duvall's yeah. fairy tale theater. It's just over and over her going, hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Hello, yeah. I'm Shelley Duvall. I watched a lot of fairy tale theater as a kid, so yeah. I was very excited when you did this. Yeah, and so she was like, let's just make hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt. And uh, we started working on this in February, and we went all the way through December. We filmed it at different times of the year just to like get me looking different with different lengths of hair and beard and different shots outside. And I wanted to do like shot for shot copying the YouTube compilation video of these mm-hmm. introductions. And Laurel wanted to do like bizarre, weird ones. And we kind of what we eventually settled on was we'd do half and half and we would put them in the same order that they appear in in that YouTube compilation. And then wherever we didn't have one that we copied, we'd put in one of the weird mm-hmm. ones. So that's kind of it. Um, someday I want to do it again and finish the ones we haven't made. Yeah. And then have sounds... a full shot for shot remake. That sounds amazing. All of the dialogue in it is just, hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt, over and over and over. Except at one point I'm like skimming a pool and saying it. And then this dog starts barking. And you could just hear me under my breath go, oh, stupid dog. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like a thing of, we're trying to hang out and have fun at this pool, but we're also doing work, and then this dog's ruining the work. I was real mad at that dog. Uh, we reuse the garbage can that appears in an earlier segment where Laurel kills all of us. Oh, it's yeah. A, in this parking garage, it says trash only. I'm digging around in there and come out and say, hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt. And the last note I have on this segment is, for the very last shot of it, I just get Lindsay Markle to pretend to be me again. Much like we've done in another Christmas special before and we'll do again later. So it's just the thing of us again copying ourselves and yeah. referencing ourselves. And the joke I say is, let's just do the same thing again, but now we're older. Yeah. So thanks, Lindsay. Thanks, uh, Laurel. Um, I, I want to say two things. One, in that scene where you're um, in the gar- trash can, you come out and your sweater says garbage on it. Perfect. Great. And then also, uh, Lindsay's like fondling a little stuffed mouse on her chest (laughs) yeah that's one of the ones we recreated from the shelly duvall ones she's like has a mouse or like a hamster or something and she's stroking it while saying hello i'm shelly duvall so for that one i was gonna see Lindsay at a party it was our friend brian's birthday party Mm -hmm. and i was like hey we're gonna film that there and then she pointed out like oh do you have a mouse you can bring and i just brought a cat toy (laughs) And so it's one of my cat's toys, and she's wearing the sweater she wore when she was pretending to be yeah. me in an earlier special. It worked out. And it's it great. color matched the thing we were trying to copy. I think Shelley Duvall's wearing a scarf or something, mm-hmm. and I was at Brian's house, and I found a red towel, and I was like, here, just put this on your shoulder for when we film the thing. <laughs> um, next up, it, oh, it's there is another musical segment in this one. It's our friend Luke. Oh, yeah. I'm recording him playing Jingle Bells on a vibraphone. This is a segment Luke wanted to make. He's always wants to make stuff for the Christmas specials. It was his idea. I want to play a Christmas song, and then I want it to devolve into like this noise piece on my drums. So he's very kind of slowly and amateurishly playing jingle bells on his vibraphone. And it goes on, and then eventually he cuts out and starts to say Merry Christmas to everyone. But in editing, we cut him off in the middle and break into his drum solo piece which is still in the same practice space where he was playing vibraphone Uh, i did notice in the background of him playing you can see again calling back to old things we've done there's like props we used in old bookmobile videos and stuff like that yeah it was good um i liked in the beginning before he got started he's got like a a 16 ounce course light maybe can't remember if that's the right beer and then he says to, you can hum along hung or sing hum or sing along i can't remember if he says sing or not but i just liked that can you hum along to the drums he was playing uh no well, <laughs> i can't maybe luke can luke if you're listening to this podcast right now wherever you're at just hum and sing along to your own drumming please mm-hmm. you sound great Way amazing so impressed after this becomes another thing of us copying um things the segment we made with Joanna, 
earlier in this special Ravager is Aaron killing Joanna over and over and over. And for those kills, we copied these kills that Tony, Laurel, Chelsea, and I did in a previous segment. Um, there's two things here that go into making this segment that I want to talk about. One is, this is my memory of it, and I feel like this is what was happening. Every time working on these specials, people tell us they're going to make things, and they drop out. So we had this idea that, like, oh, we have all this content that's going to go into it. We're good. In this one, I don't remember the specifics of who dropped out, but we had a bunch of people drop out all Mm. at the same time. And so Tony's, like, finding, like, oh, we need more things for this. Let me do this thing where I just copy Aaron and Travis because they copied my thing I made. And so it's like a copy. It's supposed to be a copy of you and I doing our Euro segment again. Uh, We filmed this at Laurel's house with co-workers of Laurel's and Tony's named Josh and James. And they wanted me there, which they just said, like, hey, we're shooting this tonight. Come over. And I think I was already drunk and in a bad mood. And I went over there. And Josh and James, God bless them, they didn't know what they were doing. And they couldn't grasp that they were not supposed to do anything. Yeah. Just shut up and eat your food and whatever. But in working on these things, whenever anyone wants to do anything, I'm like, great, just do it. Do whatever you want. So they're like chatting it up, making jokes, eating food out of each other's mouths. And it kind of like gets away from being the thing where Tony was trying to copy us. Yeah. And I think that's why Tony eventually like switched around what it is. And it ends up instead of just being a copy of you and I. It becomes, in theory, copying you and I, but then Tony has to read a short story over it to like make it something different because it just wasn't coming together well. No. And that's my opinion. Yeah. These guys might love it. Tony might love it. I don't know. I think, like a lot of things in the special, they don't turn out the way you want, yeah. and you kind of have to go with it. Tony, tell us um, in the next episode that you're not going to be on because you're never allowed on the show um, if you liked it or not. Yeah, Tony, wherever you are listening to this episode of the podcast right now, just tell us what you thought of this segment and no one will ever hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, great. Thanks. Thanks. Solid opinion. Yeah, exactly what I thought you'd say. um, The other thing there, I was talking about how people dropped out. I feel like at this point we were kind of pushing to be like, we're close. Can we make it an hour long? (laughs) And so that might be why this is in here, too. It ends up not being an hour long because we have people drop out. I still don't think we've ever quite broken an hour. I think we've it's gotten like close. 58 or something minutes or something for some of them or one of them. Um, yeah, I remember watching this segment. <laughs> I don't know if I was actually angry, angry, but I was like, like fun, angry. Like, I'm going to be angry about this because copied us and they did a really bad job at copying us. <laughs> And I, I, I'm I, sure that was the spirit of it, too, of them being like, they're copying us. We'll show them. JK, JK. Oh, you did a bad job. Yeah. They thought that you were terrible at killing Joanna. <laughs> and you thought that Josh and James were terrible at eating. They were eating tacos. They weren't even eating gyros. Yeah. Get it together, boys. Yeah, I know. You're looking at each other? Aaron and I would never. I'd never look never. at Travis while I eat food. <laughs> After that, we have a, a claw segment again. I really like this one. I we'll have to see going forward. I th- I really think this is the last segment ever that I shoot all of it. And camera work sucks because of that. We're like shooting outside at night with no lighting for part of it, which is a hallmark of the specials up to this point. But the thing I really like about this is it's Claw Champagne Ladies Amateur Wrestling. It's a holiday get together at for the ladies of Claw. The wrestler whose name is your mom is hosting it because that's what moms do. And you just get each character doing a little bit of what their character is and why they're in Claw. You get the announcer whose main trait is that he's an alcoholic making a Negroni. <laughs> you get your mom fretting about the kitchen, worrying about everyone being together, which is what moms do. Mm-hmm. There's a child wrestler, Punky Bruiser, and mm-hmm. she's mad that she's on the naughty list. She's great um, tantrums by Adani. Yeah. Beautiful. There's a... Old West uh, wrestler Annie Chokley outside chopping wood mm-hmm. with her pet buffalo mm-hmm. and the mashup of her trying to talk to this 80s themed wrestler about health and fitness. And I think it's really good. It's just everyone introducing their characters yeah. and talking about it. And it devolves into a fight, which is what has to happen in every class yeah. segment. 
Yeah, there are two things I really liked about this. One, I liked it when um, Madeline's character, the uh, Dewey Decimator, Dewey Decimator, right? Uh, they the camera like goes to her at some point, and she just hisses and like scoots away on the ground. This is like the most ambitious shot in this one because it starts on someone talking. I don't remember who exactly starts it, but they say their piece to introduce their character and they walk off into the kitchen and I start to follow them. And in following them, I encounter three other wrestlers and one of them's talking about how Christmas sucks. It's the Grammys is the best mm-hmm. holiday. It's the character. Diva. The Diva. I want to say something about the Diva here. I don't know if we've talked about it. That was our friend, Aaron. She was one of the claw wrestlers. Her character was an IUD mm-hmm. that was also a diva. Yeah. The IUD diva. She's no longer in claw. She has moved away. At one point while she was still in claw, she was pregnant. And I kept bothering her. I was like, we need to shoot some sort of YouTube thing or a promo thing or something where the IUD diva is pregnant. <laughs> your, your IUD failed. Yeah. But we'll never get that chance again. Yeah. Um, also, she does a podcast because she's in the medical field. Uh-huh. That's really good. Um, what's it called? This podcast will kill you, I believe. Yeah, and I love. I I suggest everybody listening to the episode on rabies. It's really good, and yeah. rabies is really crazy. <laughs> Continuing on with our ambitious shot, though. Yeah. Aaron's talking about how the Grammys are the only holiday that matters, and then that's when it pans to Madeline. sitting on the floor in a corner and hissing and crawling away yeah i love that i do like we're saying it's these small character snapshots of each character and madeline just her character's a librarian none of the other claw characters liked her so she just decided that day oh uh my trait's just gonna be that i'm a creep (laughs) so you can see her like in the background reading books and spying on people and then hissing and hiding i love it um and then my other favorite thing about this is julia's sugar cookie character and shug and it's the cutest thing ever and i love julia so much <laughs> yeah julia's claw character was little calzone she was a sentient calzone that would fight people yeah and then for this she was like what if i'm just a little sugar cookie instead and we were like great i love it so you see your mom open the oven and with like just editing we make it look like julia jumps out of the oven and she's a little cookie that gets decorated yeah and- Gives people sugar. Yeah, she keeps trying to put uh, whipped cream in everybody's mouth. You can see when it eventually breaks out into a fight after they eat dinner, Julia's gone. She had to go somewhere else. So the rest of her cookie costume's still there, and they're just destroying it as if the giant cookie's still in the wrestling (laughs) match. Yeah, there's one scene, I think, where uh, Dewey Decimator, like, does an elbow drop on it. (laughs) Yeah, and Adani Punky Bruiser is, like, swinging it as a weapon like you would a chair or something. Yeah, it was good. But yeah, they they all sit down to eat dinner. They're further discussing the things the Claw characters would discuss. And then your mom's like, oh, try some of this corn casserole. And there's a Claw character who is a giant sentient corn cob. And it turns out that that corn casserole was her cousin who she brought to the party and your mom had cooked her. Mm -hmm. And so the fight breaks out and we trash Madeline's living room. Yeah, it looked real messy. Um, I mentioned this is the maybe the last segment where I shot all of it. There's part of it where we're shooting people having a discussion by the Christmas tree. And down at the end of the hallway, you can see a mirror and you can just see me reflected in it holding the camera. <laughs> and then also that same part right there, uh, someone rings a doorbell. And it's something we've mentioned on this podcast before. It's the same sound effect that Jason from Urbana Public Television and I created to be like a weird spooky thing. <laughs> Put that in as the sound effect for the doorbell when all the powers flicker in. Oh, yeah. So that's the end of the Claw segment. They fight. Lil Shug tells us to have a great holiday season and fills her mouth up with... Whipped cream. And it plops out onto the ground. When they're fighting in that segment, the music is by a local band named Cowabunga Kid. So then it goes to the end of what the Christmas specials were at this point. And I think I still mostly do is thanking people. Uh, We were thanking everyone by name. Uh, It was at Urbana Public Television where Jason and I edited everything together and we're in front of a new wall. In the past, it had just been a blue curtain. Now Mm -hmm. it's like a Lego wall kind of. I was kept expecting you to end that by like crashing into the wall. (laughs) It's still there. I should go there and see if they'd let me do it. (laughs) 
And then the very last thing where we always put a tiny little bumper sort of thing at the end is my dad in the pool so wearing great. a Santa hat. So great. Yeah. My dad, Mark Dean Hurt. Amazing. And that's really it for this one, the fifth year of the Christmas specials. Did any of this stick out as like something you remember working on or remember enjoying? Well, yeah, I mean, just the party scene at the beginning we talked about with Joanna is just was so much fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. I will see you next month. I'll see you next month. Bye. Bye. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. All right. We're trying something new this episode. It's normally just me, Travis Wayne Hurt, and a guest talking about a segment that we worked on for the special. But today, we're going to interview our friend Joanna, who helped make the segment with Aaron and I for the Travis Wainer Christmas special, Ravager. And since it's kind of the only time we've had another person in our segments, at least in a huge role, I thought it would be good to have Aaron and I both interview Joanna instead of just me interviewing Joanna. That way, we're not repeating a ton of stuff when Aaron and I talk about the... Tire special. So I'm here with Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Travis. Hi, Joanna. Hey. Hello. Hello, Travis and Aaron. We are friends. We are friends. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where we want to start with this one. Um, well, I'll just start here. So in the most recent special before this is when I was dead and Aaron had to perform a satanic ritual to bring me back. We kind of tortured her in Joanna's backyard. That was fun. Yes. Well, a fun little anecdote about the backyard is that that pentagram like stayed on the grass for a really long time. <laughs> I remember, I don't know when you filmed it. Did you film it like November? Yeah. Okay. Well, it was like January and it had snowed and there was like this dusting of snow that was starting to melt and like you could just see the red pentagram shining through the white snow and it was amazing. So thank you. Thank you for doing that to my yard. (laughs) Yeah, but in the process of filming that, filming it in November, it's very cold. Erin's outside dumping food all over herself and freezing to death. And in finishing it, she like said, I don't want to do this anymore. And so going into the next special, which is the one we're talking about today, we had kind of tried to figure out a way to make it easier and more comfortable and less gross food intensive, I guess. So Mm -hmm. I don't exactly know how we came up with the idea. I think I asked Aaron, like, well, what would you want to make outside of this? Murder. Yeah. And you said (laughs) you said you wanted to kill. And so we had to come up with a way for you to kill people. And what we settled on was a dream sequence where you would be repeatedly waking up and killing someone, and then it would cut, and we'd wake up again, and you'd kill them again. Yeah. Yeah, and that was Joanna, our good friend. Yay. Yay, I'm so happy you picked me to murder. Yeah, I would love to murder you if I could. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Well, and I was like, I I was... I was trying to remember if there was a food element, if like food remained part of these at all. I mean, you had the, but the, the popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn. Plays yeah. A, food plays a minor role. I don't know how we settled on murdering you. I guess just you're like our best friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As, I think, game. Yeah. I think we just wanted to have you involved. <laughs> and like we could get intimately close while you killed me uh-huh. and it would be totally comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Joanna, can we? Can I briefly talk about your role in these specials? You might not even know. Yes, please. So, at the very start of these specials, I kind of conceived of it all a year before we actually started doing any of it. And what happened in that meantime was, when I first thought of it, I was not spending time with other people. I was being a weird hermit. And then I started spending time with other people again through you. I saw that you were out near my house on like a bike ride with everyone. And I was like, hey, there's people near my house. I'm drunk and lonely. I'll go hang out with them. And then I did. And you kind of vouched for me. And you were like, don't worry. This guy's not too weird. You guys should hang out with him. (laughs) Not too weird. (laughs) And then so, yeah, like a lot of the people who appear in these specials are like friends you set me up with. Basically, I wouldn't have met Aaron without you. Oh, it's true. And so you're like kind of helped start all of these. Aww, Travis. And you're one of my best friends. Aww. You're one of my best friends. And now I'm crying. Yeah. 
Well, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for being That was friend. the whole goal. Travis is like, let's get Joanna on here so I can make her cry. Yeah. Yes. Great. And then it led to Aaron tearing your head off in her backyard eventually. Yes. That's yep. a natural progression of things. Yes. Indeed. A true friendship. So just as an overall thing, we kind of mentioned it. It's dream sequences. It starts, though, with all of us at a holiday party partying. We need to get to the point where we're tired enough that Aaron and I fall asleep watching a movie, which is a thing that happens. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, it's like very relatable. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> it's like every post-party movie ends with me like my mouth open and passed out on the couch. I like <laughs> that Um, in that party scene, we are all doing shots like and partying hard. And when we were walking home, none of us seemed drunk at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did we film the walk home like after the real party? Yeah. We filmed it days after, if not a week after. Oh, Oh, right. It wasn't the real party. Because we definitely did a lot of shots. I think I was probably doing, we were talking about this while watching it. I think it was like half shots or like shots of water. Yeah. I remember Sarah Chabot being like, we can just do shots of water. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So, yeah, it's like we're dancing at a party. We're taking shots and getting drunker and drunker. And uh, there's one of them where we're doing where all, we all decided let's do our shots in the bathroom. We're partying uh-huh. in the bathroom. Yeah. And you can just see a bottle of cream soda sitting on the, the <laughs> counter. And we're just in there doing shots of cream soda with our pup buddies. <laughs> That's how you really party. Oh, man. But that was at an actual holiday party that our friends Allie and Kenneth had. They invited us all over. I don't, I don't know if we planned to film ahead of time or if we were just actually partying and we're like, let's. we need a way to... I don't know I how this remember. came about. I can't remember. I don't. I don't think it was planned ahead of time. I think we were like partying, and we're like, "This would be a great beginning." Yeah, and Allie, whose house it was at, had a nice camera, and she was like, "I'll shoot the beginning of it, and I'll send it to Tony for when you edit it together. You'll have it." So Allie shot most of that. Oh, okay. She did a great job. Yeah. Because yeah. Tony, Tony wasn't there. Wasn't invited. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Just like this podcast, <laughs> never allowed to be on it. Suck it, Tony. I do remember. As we got, the night went on and I was getting more drunk, I was getting more excited about doing the shots. And I think at one point you had to be like, Aaron, I don't think Allie wants to do this anymore. Oh, <laughs> I had to pull you aside. Yeah, Allie was just I was like, like, I'm trying to host a party. I was like, oh, yeah, OK, I forgot about that. <laughs> Allie doesn't have to record the whole t- time. <laughs> Sorry, Allie. <laughs> but thank you, Allie, for helping us film that. I don't even know if you remembered you did that, but it turned out great. It's, yeah, it it's was really great. It was wonderful. Well, who filmed Allie's in some of the shots? Right. So, yes, yeah, just someone else at the party. Yes. Yeah. But I remember she was all gung ho about it. Yeah. I don't know if she like had a new camera and was excited to use it or what. Yeah. Allie's yes. always gung ho about everything. She's very, very supportive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then it cuts to us walking home from the party. I guess you're our neighbor in this scenario. Right. Right. We live on, the, live on the same block. Mm-hmm. We invite you over to watch the movie and you go home to go to sleep like a sensible person. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron and I pass out watching Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yep. I make some, <laughs> Again? Popcorn. I make some pop- <laughs> popcorn for us. We pass out. There's a ringing doorbell. It's you at our house. You're locked out of your house or something. I left my keys at... Wait, what, what what turn of phrase did we use? Because like we kept missaying it. You Kenneth said Ali. You said Kenny uh, and Alice. Oh, Killing Ken- Kenny, Kenny and Alice. Alice. Yeah, <laughs> kept saying that instead. We're like we're keeping it. Yeah, it works. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It. I think that a mess up like that adds to the overall sense of this being a dream sequence. Yeah. yeah. And there are yeah. actually a couple instances of that in here that I don't know if we got we messed up and got to them naturally and left it, but you show up at one point and you say. Uh, my toilet disappeared. Can I use your sink? Uh-huh. That's dream logic. Indeed. Um, I had another one. I just can't read my own handwriting here. Whatever. Yeah, what were the other ones? I can't I remember. remember. I remember either. I took terrible notes. So. so did I. I wrote one note, and I think, what did it say? I said, am I mad because you keep waking us up? <laughs> You're really mean. I know. I'm so mean. I called Travis an idiot. <laughs> Oh, I think that's part. The other part I had that is like dream logic is, in theory, the the storyline of this we wouldn't know this is a dream, and you're waking up over and over, and that it's happening three times. But you and I interacting on the couch. I'm pointing to Aaron saying you and I 
we're saying like, oh, it's your turn to answer the door, even though in theory you're waking up answering the door for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Joanna keeps waking us up. Aaron keeps killing Joanna. And we decided we were just going to copy the three kills that we'd used in the short that Tony, Laurel, and Chelsea and I made called Waste. Oh. So you get the like drowning slash poisoning with baking soda and vinegar. So the first way that you die is... How do you die the first time, Joanna? Well, Aaron, you know, so graciously welcomes me into her home on this cold, cold night when I've been locked out of my house because we're such good friends. She's like, let me make you a hot cup of tea. And I'm like, oh, that's so kind. So we sit down. We're having a nice little chat. Aaron serves me a cup of tea and it's poison. Mm -hmm. So I very convincingly start choking and then gently lay my head down (laughs) on the counter while there's foam coming out of my mouth. (laughs) It tasted real gross (laughs) i added something special to it and the camera pans over to just see like a little mccormick spice jar that says poison on it (laughs) so it would have been in full view of joanna (laughs) and then uh it cuts to the doorbell ringing again aaron and i are asleep on the couch again this time i have to go answer the door and that's when joanna wants to pee in our sink i guess yeah it's also when i'm real mean to you yeah, call me an idiot. <laughs> and then again, we're copying the previous kills. So in Waste, our friend Chelsea gets drowned in a toilet. I think we may have asked you to get drowned in a toilet and you were like, what if we use a sink instead? Well, maybe I was worried about bending down that far. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I really can't remember. I feel like I would have been game to put my head in a toilet. I feel like you would have been too. Yeah. Maybe we did it because the my bathroom's thin. And it probably wouldn't have been a easy. Yeah. Well, and you have that nice like sink that looks like a trough, too, yeah. which is pretty Let's cool. Let's use the trough sink. That also makes it more ridiculous that you're drowning in it because the water in it would be like half an inch tall. Yeah. 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 And like I drown immediately. <laughs> There's yeah. like two seconds of struggle and then I'm dead. <laughs> it's the dream logic. We did it on purpose. Yeah. 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 That's it. We uh-huh. did. Mm-hmm. And then doorbell rings again. This time I go tell Aaron she has to answer the door. And then we're just on to copying another kill again. In uh, Waste, I get decapitated. So now it's the third kill in this. So you have to be decapitated. Mm -hmm. And we don't even have Joanna say why she's here this time. It's just Aaron runs at her in a murderous rage. (laughs) (laughs) Tackles Joanna down to the ground and tears her head off. Yeah, that was really fun. I remember the screaming. I was like... And thinking the whole time while Joanna was screaming that someone's going to call the cops. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure the neighbors were like, what is happening? I feel like it was fairly late at that point, too, but I'm not sure. It's pretty dark. I mean, it was dark, dark. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking it was like 11 or 10 or something like that, but I don't know if that's right. Yeah, who knows? That's So watching these specials over the years, it's very rare that all of us, everyone who's in them gets together and watches them. And it comes to me in waves, like someone will come to my house and be like, let's watch that thing we made. And so this special, I had to watch like, let, let's say like six different times with different groups of people. And that scream I, is like my main memory of this special <laughs> is like hearing that scream over and over and over and being like, well, I'm watching the Christmas special again. Here's <laughs> Joanna screaming. I feel like that sounds familiar to me because I think when we watched it, like the debut of it on, on we all watched it together at like the Christmas party, I pretty I feel like I remember you being like, I've already watched this like a million times. <laughs> and, like didn't stay in the room or something. I could rewatch that over and over again, though, and probably feel just totally fine about it. Yeah, it, it's it was... so fun. And it's short and great. Yeah. And so that's it. We've killed you, Joanna, three times. And then we needed to end it. And so there's another ring at the doorbell, but it's a different hand. And it's a different doorbell. A even, gloved I think. hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what happens from here? either of you i'm talking too much <laughs> go for um it. and then we go the scene goes to a dark bedroom and somebody gets out of the bed to answer the door and it's joanna this time <laughs> yeah i remember i remember having to borrow one of thomas's t-shirts and feeling weird about it i don't even <laughs> think he was there and i'm like is this okay i'm gonna borrow thomas's t-shirt and then lay down in your bed <laughs> fine we're friends yeah this will be fine and then you answer the door and it's me and you're like i'm having i've been having these dreams where you're trying to kill me over and over again 
And I said, oh, no, I'll never kill you, Joanna. And then we hug and I have a giant knife. Yeah. And he just like, what do you say? You have this like really devious kind of blank expression on your face. Oh, no, I would never kill you. It was great. (laughs) The end. The The end. end. Yeah. I also just love that you have like a cleaver. Yeah. That you just had it. It's great. Yeah. I was like, I need to get the biggest knife I own. (laughs) This is the thing we've we've done a lot is Aaron still lives in that house where we shot this. And we've used different entrances and exits to that house over and over to represent different buildings Mm -hmm. or different things. So like... In this one, it's playing your house where you and I are watching this movie and Joanna's coming in one door, but it's also playing the role of wherever Joanna lives and is having Uh a dream. uh And then later on, we like use part of the entrance for it for my apartment Mm -hmm. where I've been decapitated by someone else. It's just shooting what you have. Yep. 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 Making it work. I was also thinking about this as we started talking. In this universe, are you and I roommates? Because we are always, like, together. Yeah, Yeah. I don't don't know. I mean, it does eventually get to the part where I'm missing and you're looking for me at my house, which is a different house. That's true. Oh, yeah. What what do you think's going on here, Erin? I don't know. It's maybe we just live at each other's. Or you live at my house, but I don't live at your house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. It's like you and... My cats share custody of me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Exactly. Do either of you have any like specific memories of developing this segment or working on it or watching it? No. No. <laughs> Good answer. <Aaron. laughs> um, no, I don't really either. I like had never put together either that the murders were based on the the previous the previous short. I do have a question. Did we was this after Happy Death Day came out? Hmm. Um, I think that yes, it, it was yeah. Because I th- I was looking and Happy Death Day came out in 2017. Yeah, and that was the year that we did this one. Okay, yeah. So there's probably some at least subconscious connection between this. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, I think we just liked that movie so much that we just wanted to do it. Yeah. Well, I remember when we watched it, thinking like how great the party looked, and it was. It, it was a fun party. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> we should have a party. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So um, much fun. Oh, and I loved like the freeze frames on our faces. Oh, yeah, like, they were good. Travis's awkward dancing face and then our like disgusted shots face. <laughs> I make that face after I do shots. Mm-hmm. It's real. It is. Every time we do these episodes of the podcast, I always try to have the guests have questions for me. And today, since we're doing it a little bit differently and having Aaron sit in on the guest interview, I asked Joanna to have questions for both me and Aaron. So go ahead and ask either of us your question. All right. Well, this first one, I guess it's more on theme for this, for what we were just talking about. Um, And you made it really easy for me, Aaron, by talking about how you legitimately want to murder people. (laughs) Because I was going to like try to paint this picture. It's like, oh, Aaron, you know. You really like serial killers and you collect animal bones. So naturally, you're obsessed with murder. Um, you were prescriptive in terms of like how you would kill me in this short film. But if you were to kill me for real, mm. how would you do it? That's a good question. Would I want it to look like an accident? I probably, unless or, you want to go to prison. Or <laughs> would I want to do it really well and not go to prison, but make it obvious that somebody did it (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. i don't think i'd be able to chop you up or anything like that that's too much for me um i do really like the uh, decapitating one that i just like it's like the slasher super strength like idea where i can just tear your head off (laughs) with my bare hands my bare hands or i just push you off something maybe Ooh. (laughs) Ooh, like a like a cliff yeah. or uh-huh. top uh-huh. of a building or something. Yeah. Like maybe we're doing like the fourth of July thing, we're on top of like the um the parking garage. Yeah. And, and I'll just like, boop. <laughs> oh no, Joanna's dead. Joanna, what happened? She fell. <laughs> and every there's just fireworks going and everyone's crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> eh. <laughs> No one hears my screams because of the sounds of the fireworks. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
This is good. We can use that for a Christmas in July uh, special if you ever kill Joanna again. Yeah, great. I um, will never murder one in real murder anyone in real life. Sure, Aaron. Sure, Aaron. Why are you winking? (laughs) You're making the same face that you made at the end of the the movie. Uh, My question for Travis is also kind of morbid. There at least was a thread of eating foods in the in your two's um, shorts for these specials. Um, and I guess this is a spoiler for a later special in which the two of you just rip apart Travis's kittens with your bare hands and eat them. Aaron's strength that she has. <laughs> yeah. Very strong. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking, Travis, you know, let's just imagine a future in which there's a food store shortage, which maybe isn't that implausible, and you have to eat your cats. How would you, like, cook and prepare them? <laughs> Okay, so there are a couple different ways to go about this. Um, first off, if I am going to eat the cat, I want to know what cat tastes like. So I would actually just take a little bit of it, make like a little tiny steak, season it minimally, like salt and pepper only, <laughs> and eat it just to see what cat tastes like. So I would want to do that. But then also I want to make sure it is like edible and something I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I might just like slow cooker it and make tacos out of it you know <laughs> yeah cat tacos yeah. throw in mm. some like authentic chi cheese mexican food seasoning <laughs> into the crock pot classic i also decided though if i wanted to eat one of my cats i would like in a weird way want to get permission from the cats <laughs> so i think that a- after i cooked the cat whatever cat was still there i would feed them some of the cat I would be, and that way I'm like saying, oh, I'm eating a cat, which in theory might be bad, but you're also eating a cat. So you're my accomplice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're saying this is okay by your actions. <laughs> I'm looking at both of my cats while I say this, and I think that Gillis would eat Fogelnest for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, when you first started talking about that, I was like, wait, you'd like cut off parts of the cat but make sure that the cat was still alive and feed <laughs> that's the what, cats <laughs> that's what i thought too <laughs> itself it's like in that uh the movie seven where they cut off like somebody cuts off their love handles it's not they don't eat it but it's you know they're they still should. alive yeah <laughs> so yeah that's how that's how i'd eat a cat i would torture it to death and feed it to itself <laughs> and then i'd eat a little bit of it too <laughs> Well, it is very smart that you would, like, you know, test it out first. Yeah. yeah. Figure out. Yeah, that's smart. It's really smart. Because yeah. if you really want to enjoy it, you have to know what kind of flavor palette you're working with. Right. And I might. And that's what that's how the tacos work. Like, if cat ends up not tasting good, I can it just make it taste like a chi-cheese seasoning. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Travis and I used to be roommates, and we would have taco nights, and that chi-cheese seasoning, like, made a regular appearance. Mm-hmm. It's great. It is good. Highly mm-hmm. recommend it. They're a sponsor of the podcast. They don't know it. <laughs> they they are. It. I've been trying to figure out who sponsors the podcast, and so far it's Error Records, who doesn't exist anymore, chi-cheese, authentic taco seasoning. And Diet Coke. <laughs> Those are our sponsors. Great. I'm rich. I'm yeah, rich as hell. You are. We're sitting in your mansion yes. right now. Also, every episode, I'm going to have a standard set of questions that I ask each guest. So, Joanna, you've been in a lot of these specials. You've also just like been in the background while we shoot things, not necessarily appearing on camera or helping out with the logistics of organizing things. So, overall, in the 10 years that you've been working on these specials, What's like your best memory of either working on something or watching the Christmas special? Oof. So I'm going to be, I'm going to cop out here and I'm going to name two things because I couldn't choose. That's great. <laughs> the first was the spaghetti eating. <laughs> um, you know, when, when, <laughs> when uh, Andrea and Luke wore Travis and Aaron as puppets and, uh-huh. uh, y'all eat some spaghetti and it was hysterical and i i didn't do anything besides maybe push start on the camera and then stay in the background with melanie and try not to laugh loud enough that you could hear me (laughs) we did hear you guys Aaron and i've watched it recently but it adds to it yeah Yeah. oh my gosh it's the funniest thing and i still crack up every time i watch it it's so (laughs) funny oh my gosh it's the best so that is that's up there top two for sure and the other one, this is a spoiler for the future, is the is the like quarantine short that Luke and I made, um, because that was the most 
involved I've ever been um, in making something. Um, <laughs> Luke and I had to figure out how to collaborate on a project, which didn't go so great at the beginning. <laughs> Luke was kind of an authoritarian, and I was just like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> So then he had to soften his tone and it ended up being great. Um, but, you know, it's like he and I had been locked in our house together for months and months and I got to slap him across the face. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. And like, oh, I went all out and he was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got to edit that. I had I hadn't used like video editing software since college. So basically I just remembered what I had learned in college with iMovie and and figured it out and that was really fun it's really fun to do that it's like oh this could be a fun job and I fantasized about being a film editor for a minute and then realized that would be a lot of work and that I don't want to do that (laughs) (laughs) and then you guys didn't make anything the next year no we did not but maybe we'll make something again yeah it's the 10th year yeah Yeah. oh yeah yeah, we gotta we gotta it'll happen Andrea and I have got something up our sleeves good it's a secret. Secret. But it's, yeah, so those are those are my top two, I think. But there's so many that are so great. It's always as a saying something's a secret, that's always funny to me because everything has to get sent to me before we put everything together. <laughs> so I'm like coordinating with Tony, who does the majority of the work on the Christmas specials at this point, and we're trying to figure out the order to put things in. And I'm also in contact with Urbana Public Television, giving them updates like, here's how long it is. No, wait, here's how long it is. No, this one dropped out. So now it's half as long as we thought it was. And then before it's ever up, I have to see everything and like figure out where to put it. So when people tell me they're making a secret thing, I'm like, okay, just please get it to me a week before we have to finish it so that I know where to, what to do with it. Well, I guess I'm more keeping it a secret from all the massive audience of okay. listeners for yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> It'll be a secret from me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. And then the other question I have each month for our guests is, without any concerns for the budget that it would take or the talent of the people involved, if you could make anything for these Christmas specials, Joanna, what would you like to make? Well, this really, this isn't even my idea. This is something I think that we were riffing on at your dad's pool one summer, um, probably in 2013 or 14. And that would be a shot for shot remake of We Can't Stop the music video in which <laughs> Travis Wayne Hurt is Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Huh. Huh. We could still do that. We could still do it. We, well, it could be like, because that song came out in 2013. And I was like, wow, this would be like the most timely and relevant thing to do. But we could be like the 10 year anniversary. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't even think of what that music video looks like. So I'd have to watch it. But it's great. We're, oh, man. I was remembering parts of it now. Just like what, what we'd have to do. And the first thing I thought of is. There's a skull made out of French fries. Uh-huh. Like eating it, that would be fun to make. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it would be so expensive. Like all the props we'd have to get and everything. But I bet we could make them on a budget. We could. Oh, paper mache. Oh, absolutely. We could <laughs> DIY it for sure, and it could be amazing. Within this special itself, there's like a bunch of things that are copies and remakes and doing things again like we talked about copying the kills from waste Mm -hmm. there's a thing later in this where tony copies a segment and aaron and i made in this one tony's like copying stuff from the movie mother and there's a segment laurel and i make where we're copying these uh intros to shelly duvall's fairy tale theater so a lot of it is just like doing it cheaply and color matching like making things look the same as cheaply as possible so it would be very funny to (laughs) <laughs> like she in the in the Miley Cyrus video she's like carrying around this taxidermied animal and just like trying to figure out what to do with that. I could just carry around your cat Peepee. He yeah. would have, have a good time. He would not have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can make it work. Oh man, that would be great. And would give us an excuse to have a party again like yeah. we did at the beginning of this. Yeah. Like everybody just party in the background while we do stuff. <laughs> I just want to hear Travis say what we run things they don't run we (laughs) we can't stop and we won't stop that's right and then in every episode i have the previous episode's guest have a question ready for this episode's guest last month i talked to trevor dowdy from bookmobile and this was his question for you 
Joanna is a very intelligent, creative person. Uh, so I, my question for her is, uh, describe the Joanna Wayne Hurt Christmas special. <laughs> Thanks, Trevor. Great question. I have a, I have a really quick question about this. Yeah. In this cir- scenario, is Joanna married to Travis? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Or am I a sibling? Like, it's a good question. Luke always says that everybody in your family has to have the middle name of Wayne. Yeah. He refers to your dad as Mark Wayne Hurt. <laughs> I do often sometimes like refer to wherever I'm living with whatever cats I'm living with as the Wayne Hurt household. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Oh, Trevor. So I have two. I again have two answers to this question. The first one's fake and the second one's real. All right. So Trevor. Trevor said some really lovely things about me. He's a very sweet boy. But then I was listening to last one's episode. Thank you for listening. (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure. And Trevor was the guest. And he disparaged my family. (laughs) So now Trevor is totally my arch nemesis. And so I was trying to think of a Christmas special that would be the ultimate revenge. Anyway, so he complained. He complained about Babu Bear, which is a a series, a Mm -hmm. series of films in which... Um, my brother is the director voicing this killer teddy bear and like my little nephews are trying to figure out how to navigate this situation. And my <laughs> my mom, my mom's the star of all of these. Like she is just the best, the best actress there is. Happy birthday, Colleen. <laughs> yes. Happy birthday, Colleen. Um, OK, so he said he talked some shit about Bobby Bear. So I guess my revenge would have to be that I that the Joanna Wayne Christmas special would just be all. All shorts starring children. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a really, really bad revenge plot because Trevor could just not watch it. (laughs) He already doesn't watch these. He he talked about that a lot. I do want to say another thing here about that. Um, Earlier I was saying how you played a big role in getting these specials started. And you just talked about Babu Bear here. And you and your husband Luke have done a lot of stuff for these specials. So if you weren't involved in these, that like takes out roughly half the people who work on the Christmas specials just as your family members. Where would you get the content, Travis? Exactly. Where would you get yeah. the content? Okay, so that's my fake answer. My real answer. And this is this is a hard question um, because I was just like, well, I wouldn't change anything because I love these so much. I really like how inclusive they are and that like anybody can submit something in case all listeners, if you didn't know that, anybody can submit something to the Travis Wiener Christmas special. Yeah, we're working on christmas in july right now and we have one thing made so if you want to make something please email me (laughs) please it is doctor so dr.420.69.420.69 at (laughs) gmail.com or send me a message on twitter at jake fogelnest oh my gosh that's great so yeah i love that it's so inclusive and so community oriented so i wouldn't want to lose that um and then i was just like okay well what what other Christmas specials do I like? And so then I was thinking about A Very Murray Christmas, the Netflix special that Sofia Coppola did with Bill Murray um, that I just love so much and we watch it every year. So I was like, okay, what do I love about that? Anyway, I guess it's like, I so I was like, okay, I want to keep all of the shorts that people can contribute, but maybe, maybe those are more like um, vignettes in a larger frame. So it's like, okay, what could I steal from a very Murray Christmas? And it's like, okay, it's just like trying to make up some kind of story that links all of these vignettes together. And there would have to be lots of singing. <laughs> um, and that's that's what I figured out. So the Joanna Wayne Hurt Christmas special would just be like the same, but with a larger frame that has to somehow conceptually link everything together with singing. <laughs> so like a narrative arc to the story. Yes, yes. Like, but it stars you now. Oh, yeah. And I would, yeah, I would be the star for sure. And I would be, yeah, like I'm more of a narcissist than you are. So yeah, I would just be me front and center singing the whole time. I'm not a narcissist, but we're talking about the Christmas special that has my name in the title in the podcast that also has my name in the title. <laughs> Do you have any idea what like the overall story could be for that? Like, oh, gosh. Why are people singing to you as you walk around? I don't know. I don't know. It's a great question. Well, in like a very Merry Christmas special, you know, the whole idea is that it's like this behind the scenes where he's sad that his, he can't do his variety show. And so it's just like him wandering around and being sad. And then 
running into people and singing songs. So maybe I could just rip that off one to one. Wander around <laughs> being sad. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I think that that's it for talking about this segment and talking to you, Joanna. Okay. Thank you we'll, for being. We'll never speak again. Yeah. <laughs> this is the end of the friendship. I'm definitely not going to see you later today. When nope. We- have our book club meeting nope Nope. not not, at all i'm just not gonna acknowledge you yep uh i guess that's it thank you for being on thank you so much for having me this was very fun it was very fun bye (laughs) (laughs) bye -bye. and that's it for year five of the travis wayne hurt christmas specials As you heard in the chat, Joanna was caught a little bit off guard with how sincere I was being about what she means to the Christmas specials and to me in my real life. And I don't think it's because she doesn't know this already. It probably has more to do with the fact that I'm not good at communicating these things to people. And they're definitely not used to hearing those things from me. And maybe that's what the Christmas specials are about. It's a way for an emotionally broken robot man to reach out to the people he cares about or let him know that he cares about them. Maybe? Maybe that's what these Christmas specials are about. In any case, tune in next month as I'm sure we will explore this further. Aaron and I are going to break down the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special 666 segment by segment. And maybe we'll be joined by another great guest. If I can convince Aaron to unban him in time. Thank you for listening to the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special, the podcast. Thanks to my co-host Aaron Gillis and our special guest Joanna troutman Burkgetter. Our theme music is by Bookmobile. They can be found at badboysofbookmobile.bandcamp.com and our interstitial music is by Curb Service who can be found at curbservicemusic.com. My name's Travis Wayne Hurt. If anyone out there would like to give me a ride home, I think that'd be real nice. Yeah!